Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, here we are, the day after Christmas. <laughs> and whether you had a busy day with family or friends or a quiet day at home or on a holiday, uh, whatever Christmas looks like for you, um, I hope that you did have some time to reflect and celebrate the person to whom it's all about, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I love hearing about different traditions that different families have around Christmas, especially around the food that people have or that they must have at Christmas. Why don't you, if you're on the chat, let us know uh, one of your must-haves for Christmas lunch. We are a baked dinner family, I have to admit, and lots of extras thrown in as well. Uh, but I guess for me, it is definitely the Christmas pudding because I only do have that once a year and uh, it's something our mum used to do and I have to thank my sister Jackie because she's the one who's keeping that tradition going and it also she keeps the lovely memories that come along with that alive as well. Well, there's no other birth that is celebrated as much as the birth of Christ. It has become almost a global celebration and from a commercial perspective <laughs> we know that it actually starts being celebrated months before <laughs> with the countdown to Christmas and how many shopping days are left till Christmas. But in the birth of Jesus it is both human and divine just as our Bible is human and divine. You have a very human story of a young couple in their teens getting married in a bit of a hurry because they're having a baby. They're facing all the shame and rejection in a culture that didn't really um, look kindly on these sort of situations. In fact, if Joseph was a different style of a person, he could have certainly pushed for Mary to be truly disgraced and even the death penalty. In fact, Jesus did very well, didn't he, to choose Joseph as his earthly father, the only person who ever got to choose his parents. He knew his character. Even before the angel appeared to him and told him what was going on, he had decided in his heart that he would end the engagement or quietly not, so as not to disgrace Mary. But then after having a dream in which the angel spoke to him, he believed what the angel said. The Bible doesn't really record any words for us that Joseph spoke. But his actions do speak to us, don't they? They speak to me, you know, of kindness, of his devotion and certainly his trust in God. You know, and I just want to say, you know, you may never have your words recorded you may never speak from a stage but you can have a great impact on the world by living out of your convictions but there is a supernatural side to the Christmas story and without God's intervention on many different um, intervals it just would not have happened 
And the birth of Jesus was actually quite fairly normal from what I can see. He was, came through the birth canal like uh, most of us did. But it was his conception nine months earlier that was totally miraculous. But the story of his life actually starts long before that. There are four biographies or four gospels of Jesus' life and they all choose a different place to start telling their story. And they, choose, they make a choice directly influenced by how they want to, what they want to highlight in Jesus' life. Matthew, for instance, he presents Jesus as the Jewish Messiah or the King of the Jews. And so he traces Jesus' ancestry back to Abraham, the father of the Jewish race. Mark wants to present Jesus as the Son of Man, a real man with a real ministry. And so he starts his story at Jesus' baptism and focuses on Jesus' earthly ministry. Luke presents Jesus as the saviour of the whole world. And so he goes back further than Abraham. He goes right back to Adam and presents Jesus as the father of human history. And John comes along. And he wants to present Jesus as the son of God. And so he goes back beyond Abraham, beyond Adam, to the very beginning of our Bibles. And he, where it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's read together from John chapter 1, verses 1 to 13. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from John, sorry, sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him, yet to all who did receive him. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born, not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. And so John begins his gospel with the eternal existence of Jesus Christ, rather than the time that he appeared on the earth is hard for us, isn't it, to grasp eternity. Our minds can't really comprehend, or I can't really comprehend the universe, let alone a time when the universe didn't even exist. And yet science and our Bible do agree on that fact, that the universe did have a beginning. Recently, I heard about the Parker Solar Probe. Shout out to Parker Davidson. 
It was launched in 2018 and it's on a seven-year mission and its mission is to make observations in the outer corona of the sun. No, not coronavirus, but the outer atmosphere, or, the, or they call it the corona of the sun. It's travelling at some incredible speed. Its speed will build up to something like 690,000 kilometres per hour. So it left in 2018 and is just beginning to get to the outer corona of the sun. And this probe is going to go closer than anything has ever been to the sun. How close, you might ask? Well, it will get to within 6.9 million kilometres from the sun. And it's mind-blowing, isn't it, when we think of the universe and the star... Uh, the sun is just the closest star to us and it's only one of 100,000 million stars that are in our galaxy. Totally mind-blowing. And what Johnny is saying is that before all this began, Jesus already was. The real truth is you can't get to the beginning of the life of Jesus, not if he truly is the son of God if he was just a man he would have a beginning just like you and I I mean we can't think of a time when we weren't born can we <laughs> um, but Jesus was not like that he never felt that way in one conversation he said before Abraham was I am he had a good sense of his eternity God doesn't have a beginning or an end. He is from everlasting to everlasting. And so John here is beginning this verse talking about Jesus' eternity. He then goes on, and we're just really looking at verse 1. <laughs> um, he goes on to talk about his personality, and he says he is with God. And that little word with is wonderful. What that word with means is face to face with so here is jesus in eternity talking with looking at he was face to face with god in relationship and such an important little word for us because it means that we can say with absolute confidence that our god is love because he had love can't exist outside of relationship and it means that we can say with certainty as well that God is our Father. He is Father. He has always been a Father. And He always will be a Father because He's always had a Son. And then the final statement in that very first verse speaks to us of Jesus' deity when it says, The Word was with God and the Word was God. There's no higher statement in the New Testament than this. What it means is that what you can say about God, you can say about Jesus. And so in this one verse, <laughs> we're presented with Jesus' eternity, his personality and his deity. And really, if you take any of those three away, you destroy Christianity. For if there's no eternity in Jesus, then he can't give you eternal life. If there's no personality in him, he can't be your friend. 
and your personal saviour. If there's no deity in Jesus, then he cannot forgive your sins, for only God can forgive sins. Now I just want to have a look at one word in that verse, and that is the word word. (laughs) And this is actually the name that John gives to Jesus prior to being on earth. The name Jesus was given to him, as we know in the story, by Mary and Joseph after the angel spoke to them and gave him that name. And this name was going to describe what he would do on the earth. And Jesus is the Hebrew name Joshua, and it means the Lord saves. And so John's looking, he wants to give Jesus a title that describes what he was doing before he came to earth. And he settles on this word in the Greek language. And what does that word mean? (laughs) It is the Greek word logos. And translated to the English word. Um, And it's from which the things we get from that are things like logic and reason. It's a term used by the Greeks in reference to the governing body behind all things or the meaning of life or the reason why. We see it in words like biology, psychology, archaeology, zoology. You can go on and on, but all of the ologies. It's because it's the study of different fields. And when you're studying biology, you're looking at how the human body works or how, the, how life works. And you're looking into the meaning of it and studying that. We know that with all the technology that's available to us today, we're still searching for the meaning of the universe. But the Bible tells us in this verse that Jesus is the meaning You know, I'm nearly finished (laughs) and I haven't even given you a title for my message today. Um, But my title is simply that Jesus is the reason. There's a wonderful saying at this time of year that some people have on their house, Jesus is the reason for the season. And he certainly is that. But for my message today, I simply want to say Jesus is the reason not just of the season. (laughs) And so everything you can see in the universe, the Bible says Jesus is the meaning of it all. Once you've found him, you've found why it all hangs together. You've found the person who is the reason for it all. If you look in the Greek, my little Greek Bible says it this way. Theos, enhos, logos. God was the word. Sometimes when we talk about Jesus' eternity like this, he can seem way too big for us, (laughs) too far away, too amazing for us to even comprehend or relate to. But the good news is that he did not remain in eternity, but entered time and space. And John 1 14 tells us this, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And 
this is our Christmas story. When you receive Jesus, you receive the Logos. You receive the meaning to life. When you find Jesus, you find your purpose. He can bring purpose into everything that you do. For you live to know him, to love him, to honour him and to follow him. You receive him, it says, by believing who he is. And I just want to read to you a few verses at the end of John's Gospel where he's telling us the reason why he wrote the book. This is in John chapter 20, starting from verse 30. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. One little thing I want to highlight in there is something special that we can find when we look just a little bit deeper into the Greek language, and that is what something that they call the present continuous tense. What is that? Well, it helps, it it shapes. Your Bible may even have a note about it down the bottom and you can read it for yourself. But it means that it could be more correctly translated like this. But these are written that you may go on believing that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And that by going on believing, you may go on to have life in his name. You see, your Christianity is just not something that happened to you 5, 10, 20 years ago. It's in the present continuous. And you have access to the meaning of life. You have access to the reason why in every day of your life. And so this morning, um, we can find ourselves in two places. Either people who've known Christ for a long time. And I really pray that this helps you realise that Yeah, your Christianity is not something in the past, but it's in the present. And that you have access to this beautiful life, this eternal life. This either, it's both eternal and abundant. And it's available to us by believing in faith in Christ. And I also want to speak to those who maybe haven't really believed that before. And you've never really uh, believed in Jesus as John has encouraged here and how do we receive him how do we do that we believe and we say a heartfelt prayer acknowledging that to God what do we say we believe that Jesus is the son of God that he was a man that he walked on this earth that he died on the cross for our sin and then rose again to eternal life and through faith in him we can also enter into that life. I'm going to pray a small prayer for those who may be listening who've never really accepted Christ, accepted Jesus for who he said he was. And uh, I encourage you to pray along with me in your heart. Oh dear Jesus, we come to you this morning. We just acknowledge that you are who you said you were. You are the son of God. We acknowledge your life here on earth. We acknowledge that you died on a cross for our sin. And we acknowledge that you rose from the dead to eternal life. I put my faith and my trust in you today. 
Amen. You know, if you did pray that prayer for the first time, I encourage you to reach out to us. You can text news to start to the number that's on the screen and we'd love to connect with you and help you on your journey of discovering the fullness of the Christian life. And for those of us who've been Christians for a long time, I hope this morning was just, uh, I don't know, something that inspired you to really, I don't know, um, grasp and celebrate what we actually really do have through this Christmas story. You know, a connection to the God of the universe who's personal and that can give us an amazing purpose and meaning for our lives. And so um, have a happy Christmas. I pray the new year is good for you all as well. Stay safe and well. Thank you for that message, Donna. So good. We love your teaching gift and we love your vulnerability. So wonderful message. Now, John 3.16 says this, church, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his only son, that, so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Christmas reminds us that God is a giver. It's in his DNA. It's who he is. In fact, God can't not give. He's a contributor. And he gave us the greatest gift that we will ever receive. You know, they say that you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And I want to remind you this Boxing Day that you were created to give. You are made in God's image. It's in your DNA. We all give differently according to our resource and our personality. But we all need to give, church. You need to give emotionally, socially, financially and practically. If we don't give, we deny part of our humanity, that part of us that is made in the image of God. So be a giver and let's all make the world a better place. Reminder Church that we have no 5pm services in January. Next week, ready church, we have the amazing Ivan Paulin and Claire Corley doing a tag team father-daughter combo, which will be fabulous. So thanks for joining us. Enjoy your last week of 2021 and we will see you in the new year. Thanks, church.
Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macroylifechurch.com.au.